Uh, did you see that SNL did a new skit? Uh, Are you talking about the one where uh, Pedro Pascal plays Mario? <laughs> yes, I, I didn't see the skit, but I saw a picture. Yeah, I love it so much. I, I like first saw it and just like scrolled past because I thought it was just The Last of Us. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I am I only watched the first two episodes. I'm not caught up. I don't want any spoilers. Yeah. And then I just, in my Instagram feed, uh, the Explore page, I just see like new SNL skit. Pedro Pascal plays Mario Kart. And I'm like what and then i go back to it and i watch the whole thing and it's just a really fun like uh last of us mario kart crossover okay it's like the um because like the virus and last Mm -hmm. of us you know it's a mushroom thing yeah so it like it has that but then it just goes into like the mushrooms in mario (laughs) and there's like a moment later where he's eating one and he's just like it makes me feel big (laughs) fair enough and i'll tell you this Already got a better Mario voice than uh, Chris Pratt. Bar's not very high, so it's not too hard. But fair. Really liking Pedro Pascal. I, I know, and I I have nothing against him. I loved him, and um, un, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, that's like, right. That is that is like top tier shit. I forgot for me. about that movie. Oh, to be it's honest, so but good. it's so fun. I own it. I bought it. Like the second oh, yeah. it came out, I was like, I gotta own this. There's it no was, way. It was great. I yeah. I think I had watched. I had seen the video where it was like. Um, divine inspiration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just like, ah, fuck it, and they take ass. <laughs> well, I love, I love whatever he's like. What's so? What's your what's your first favorite? Paddington two. Paddington two. Switch scenes, bro. Paddington two. I kind of fucking incredible. I honestly kind of want to watch Paddington and Paddington two. I do too. So I watched Paddington once, like in 2013 when it came I out. Don't remember jack shit about it, except a bear in a raincoat. Okay, yeah. And it looked very Winnie the Pooh-esque. Looks cute. Yeah, like cute child. But, like, I hear Paddington 2 is, like, mm-hmm. top. Like, no one doesn't like Paddington I remember too. there was that, like, I don't know if it's Scandal or something, but where it was, like, there was a moment where the Rotten Tomato score beat Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because there was they had, like, factored in one negative review of Citizen Kane from, like, 25 years ago or mm-hmm. something, and it just dropped it down to, like, 99. And then it was, like, Paddington was a... Paddington 2 was 100, <laughs> and so it was, like, weird. Theme song! The Hello Kitty thing, like, it makes me laugh every time. So I just won't watch it. And that is why I get so much hate. He means Courtney Cox. Up gitchy gitchy goo means that I love you. What are we talking about? I don't know, man. Let's get back to the point. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Back to the Point, the official podcast of Close Call Entertainment. I am your host, Brad, and this is your host... Seth, hello, hello. Seth, I have... I have an impossible scenario for you. Okay, what is it? It's one that just you can't. It, it's hard to decide. It's a decide. rock and a hard place. It, yeah, absolutely. Do you have to pick, and you have to pick now, otherwise the world will end, or okay. the podcast will end. Okay, well that's kind of sad. <laughs> What's the decision? Uh, do we talk and and fumble around for a bit, or do we just get straight into the news? I think we should just get straight into the news. Perfect, because this was a we trick. so much This news. was a trick. We're actually just going to get straight into the news, whether you decided that <laughs> cool. or not. Let me establish that. Because we've got too much news. We've got too many yeah, things to talk way about. way too much news. This is going to be a long episode anyways. Yeah. And some people may say, like, it, you know, like, the new DC slate came out. How can you, like, talk about that and talk about a movie and talk about news? I say it's okay because Seth is editing this. <sighs> fuck you. <laughs> Fair, but fuck you. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, he's definitely going to make a joke about me editing it. <laughs> I remember the look at this being like, oh, it's going to be a long ass episode. Yeah, it is. That's fine. Anyways, getting into the news, we're just going to blow through like the actual news yeah. to get to the DC slate. Cool, cool. Do you, you want to start with yours? 
Uh, yeah, we can start with the first one. You have something on here that I haven't seen till this very second. I it literally just came out while I was waiting for you to get here, so cool. I added. So it. I'm very excited to hear about this. Right. Um. Because yeah. Uh. So the Netflix password fiasco. What I is just it? find topical shit, and it's really interesting. Yeah. To me. I know they've had their thing where it's like they're they've been cracking down on net on password yeah. sharing. So the the shtick was, and this is why it's a fiasco. Um. They released these new rules, and it said it's going to go into effect soon. And okay. the effect essentially was. You have to be logged in to this singular Wi-Fi within 31 days for, or else it'll take the Netflix, it'll log you out on different devices. So like say, and like an example was a, guy, a father bought Netflix for his family. Yeah. And he had a daughter My in scenario. college. Yeah. He had a daughter in college mm-hmm. and she was using it six hours away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, she'd have to buy her own because mm-hmm. she isn't connected to your Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So people started dropping it because Netflix yeah. thinks they're the shit despite there being a plethora of, well, they, they, of, uh, they were the shit if they pulled this off like in 20, 2015 not even then like 2011 but I, no i don't think so because it's like the only competition in like 2015 was hulu and yeah. hulu was pretty shit back then yeah, it was just barely okay it was really shit it was like if you wanted tv shows you go to Hulu, but even then it was like this, the, the app or the service like wasn't very mm-hmm. user-friendly. It sucked. And there was Amazon Prime, but that didn't have... It had like one or two good things. Yeah, it but, wasn't like super but big. But it was just like now, everybody's stepping up Everyone their game. Everyone has a fucking thing. I mean, I literally have and like Netflix six that I circle. hasn't been doing well. <laughs> no, and Netflix... Well, the issue with Netflix is they did that knowing that they cancel every show that people like instantly. They, I watched three last week, and mm-hmm. two of them were canceled. Yeah, you had sent me that. I, I don't watch any of those shows. That's fair. But also, it's just the thing of they do that. We've talked about this before. They just do that so that they can get new people yeah. to add on because it's like, oh, we're doing this new show. It's like, oh, cool. I'll go get that. And then it's like you do it. It's apparently like more. Um, they get more if they do a new thing than if they continue an old thing. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And so they're just, I don't know. I'll probably drop it. But wait. It gets better. Oh, okay. We're not done. No, we're not done. So they did that. That's why it's a fiasco. Um, And then the next day, a day after they released the new rules, Mm -hmm. they said it was an error that wasn't supposed to be there. Those aren't the rules. You won't be logged out. Da, da, da. And said that it was just some computer error that put it up. Yeah, bullshit. Bull fucking shit. That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to call bullshit on Netflix for this. They did it. They got the backlash. And then they were like, maybe what's not. They're like, actually, we're losing a lot of people. This isn't going to help. Well, yeah. the whole thing at first was buy eight screens. You can have eight people anywhere, da da da, and all mm-hmm. that. And now it's like, what? What's yeah. the point of you if you're just gonna? There's no point in having four, six, eight if you only have two TVs in one house. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the thing, like in my scenario, I'm on my dad's. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would just, I guess it still wouldn't even hurt because it would just mean that my dad has a Netflix that he pays for and barely watches, and then I just won't get a new Netflix. Yeah, well, that's fine. But like me and my family. I have like 18 members. Yeah. So like one cousin has Paramount, one has Netflix, I buy HBO Max, and we all just share. That's fair. Because then I we have just have it covered. Too many. I mean, yeah, me too. But you like, know I have a lot. I have all of them. Yeah, you do. And I, you pay for them. Except for Netflix and I think that's it. I think I Netflix is the only one I don't pay for. I And I have Crunchyroll too. I know. I only pay for HBO Max. Man. And my Wi-Fi. Well, they just upped, they just upped HBO Max. I know. <laughs> that's it, and and that's because that's the whole point of sharing, mm-hmm. and it's just stupid. That's yeah. that was the whole thing. You have your next bit of news, though. Yes, I do. 
Um, and while well, the note loads, uh, Squid Game reality show was apparently an inhumane disaster. Who could have guessed? It's not like the whole point of the show was that it was an inhu- it was a take on society being inhumane. That's it. That's my whole statement. Who could have guessed? It's absolutely obvious. So you don't know any of like the specifics of like what happened to make it an inhumane? Because I haven't released the details yet. I don't believe. Okay. Because I I remember the I remember very briefly this show coming about, and it was obviously like people were saying like. Okay, well, that's a weird thing that they're doing whenever that that game is very mm-hmm. like murder oriented. But obviously, they're not going to do that. They would just make it, I guess, the child's game. But that's not as interesting, so nobody would really watch it. But I guess they they were like, actually, we're 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 going to make it interesting, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just I I don't know what they've done. Well, it's already like in the show. It's incredibly deadly. Yeah, like I mean, like literally, I've seen only the clips. one person makes it to the end out of like. 500 or something like oh, it's, or 234 or something like that mm-hmm. so like it's not a happy time mm-hmm. and so like the in the the whole and the reality show was already ironic in that sense because it was a take on reality show and just capitalism and so and then they just went we'll try it anyways sometimes, and failed miserably sometimes executives are just stupid <laughs> yeah i don't know they'll do anything to make their buck absolutely um that's I, my news though no that's fair getting into the news that i have uh, I have to find it because literally this was added, like I said, while I was waiting for you. So I have to actually go to the fandom post. So there's been some Dexter news. Yeah. Somehow yeah, I, I don't know what it Dexter is. Dexter returns. <laughs> I, okay, so there's an issue there. <laughs> it's more just now to um episode nine joke where it was just like somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> That's fair. I just want to make that. Uh, but yeah, their Showtime is sharpening its knives with new Dexter series. Uh, Dexter Origins is greenlit, going back to Dexter as he joins Miami Metro, fresh out of college. Okay. Uh, new incarnation of Dexter New New Blood in development, following Harrison in New York City. Okay. Uh, other origin story spinoffs for characters such as the Trinity Killer in consideration. Okay. Thoughts. Okay, so let's start with the prequel for Dexter specifically. That's Why? an interesting thing. Is it? But yes and no. Interesting in the way of like that's a that's that, a hot that's a hot thing to go for. It sounds like they just were like, what if we just had the original show? Well, it's just so the sh- when the show starts. I mean, and you've seen the beginning. Um, yeah, he, I've seen like he's already three and a half seasons. He's an established serial killer. He's yeah. hidden, but he's established mm-hmm. and. Throughout the show, you kind of see like his first kill, how it was Rocky, and you see this, you see that, you see, and you kind of learn all of his past, and then mm-hmm. it kind of helps him figure out his future. And um, then you get the iconic surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, which I didn't realize that's what it was from until I watched it like the second time. I was like, holy shit! Um, which a whole thing. Um, and it's just his origin was interesting but i don't know if it's interesting enough to be a whole series and they'll also probably change it and fuck it up i wouldn't imagine that's something that's very interesting i imagine what the idea of this is dexter the show is a very popular thing so why don't we set go back even before that show and try to just do the same thing again until we catch up with it get a few more seasons out of it that's what i would imagine the the, I, I mean, the that's thinking probably is. the theme. And I'm not against it. I mean, it's my favorite show, so I'm going to watch it. It's your all favorite? It. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Hands down. And I know it has problems. Okay. <laughs> Don't be fooled. There's a lot of problems, but that ending of New Blood, chef's kiss. Okay. And I stand. Interesting. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Okay. I'm just... Following Harrison? I'm interested. However, 
there was an arc that was taken in New Blood for Harrison, and I'm not sure. It was very Shakespearean, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how they're going to tra- make that transition easily, because a lot of shit happened, and the whole point was like Harrison shouldn't become a killer like his father, mm-hmm. but like he's going, he's going to. If they're making a show about it, mm-hmm. he's going to. He's gonna do it, and like that is what it is. <laughs> Trinity Killer Show. He's my least favorite, just because well, I think it's, it's so intense. I think it. Well, one, he's the most popular, so yeah. that's what they're saying. But it also sounds like they're going to be doing multiple different killers in their origins, yeah. I guess. Which is interesting because, like, there's a reason Dexter went on for so long. It's a book series. Like, there's a reason mm-hmm. it's beloved. Um, or beloved, sorry. Uh, but I don't know. The Trinity Killer is just so intense, and he was a lot back in 2012. But that's what people wanted. Yeah, they want the I know. intense. They want the shock value and all that stuff. My thing is, obviously, there are characters that uh, it's really good for them to elaborate on the story, get backstory on it, why they do the things that they do. But usually, for villains, it's not. Usually it's like whatever you come up with is going to be better than what they come up with. Yeah. So it's like just the mystery is better than what they will actually do. So it's better. It's usually better to just leave it alone. I mean, I think with Dexter, it could be well because there's no redeeming the villains really in Dexter. Like every every one of his particular villains are either batshit crazy fucking awful people or both but if they're the main character knowing executives they will try to do that and that will be a very weird and bad thing i can agree i i think trying to redeem the trinity killer would be a really hard thing to do i would not doubt people trying that's fair that that's i'm not saying they do it well or even do it they'll definitely probably try but But yeah i don't know there's there's tons of things like they could follow lumen who i think is much more interesting character than the trinity killer um and she was kind of like his bonnie to his clyde for a second could do his brother (sighs) yeah it's just that also was like very short and sweet season one i don't know i don't know i'm gonna watch it all i don't know why i'm like i don't know i'm gonna watch anything that's released in the dexter universe i can't wait for you to text me non-stop about it and just be like bro this sucks or bro this is awesome or bro you should check this out and i'm like i don't want yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Getting to watch Dexter is not something that I'm going to be able to do on my own. Yes. Uh, next news that you're also very happy for is Percy Jackson has wrapped. Yes, and it took about a little over a year, and Rick Rorden said it'd probably take about the same time for production, mm-hmm. or for post-production editing. So, Still I'm pumped. a lot faster than I thought. I saw it, and I was like, oh, but then again, I'm, I'm not quite following this every step of the way. So I was just like, oh, cool. Well, I, I don't know. I've been, you know, I mean, I've been up its ass. But um, it's, I don't know, they said 2024. So I'm, and it's probably going to be summer yeah. because it takes place over summer almost every book. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's probably going to be like June, July, 2024-ish. So like, it's it makes sense that around this time, they're like, all right, now it's time to switch the gears. Mm. And that kid needs a break. <laughs> There's like 26 chapters, which mm-hmm. means there's probably going to be about 26 episodes. He's, he's got to do the Adam Project 2 with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't know. Did you watch that one? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. I know, you loved it. I thought it was very good. <laughs> uh, did you ever get around to watching Free Guy? No. Check that out. I it's also to. a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then the last like news before we get into the DC lineup, still DC stuff though, yeah. we got uh, an update on Batgirl. Yeah. So, um, which is this is a sad update, sadly. Yeah. Well, it, it's two things. 
Uh, one that I'm assuming you're talking about is Brendan Fraser, after getting Doom Patrol canceled as well, which we talked about last week, uh, has said that he will no longer be working for mm-hmm. DC, which is quite understandable. Yeah, it just sucks because, like, Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Um, Brendan. Brendan, I'm sorry. Um, it just Because we love him. And yeah. I actually, I think he should be on our Rushmore. Um, but that's a whole conversation. I, I want to see the whale first. Touche. That's but fair. I am definitely open to that. I mean, I think the Mummy series speaks for itself. I love the Mummy series. But at the same time, it's like, this is the thing that has like brought him back into the public eye. And yeah. that people won't stop talking about. So it's like, I want to I wanna see that. Yeah. And I, I think mean, it will kind of solidify that decision for either If we're one. being honest... George of the Jungle would be what brings him <laughs> on the rush more. I mean, I haven't seen that since I was too young to probably be watching it. I loved that movie when I was a kid. I like that. I, it was a good film. I actually just watched his, um, uh, he just did one of those breaking down his iconic roles. Mm-hmm. And he talked about George of the Jungle and he was just like, ah, it was really fun time. We were doing like some weird uh, CGI stuff and it, you know, you know it, but like mm-hmm. we were dealing with stuff that was new and I think it's pretty good. And I was like, I'm glad he hasn't forgotten about this movie that yeah. was weirdly uh, a big pillar in my life. Well, there's that. Well, my I think my favorite Brendan Fraser movie as a kid was um, Looney Tunes back in action. Yes, he did not talk about that one. I know. Um, <laughs> it's not great. So I'm not surprised. It's okay at best. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I love him and I think he's great. And I think we should watch The Whale. Absolutely. Um, and then make our decision. Yes. So we'll, we'll circle back to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll circle back to that. But as for the Batgirl... Um, because Peter Safran and James Gunn were not, as far as I know, they were not uh, CEOs of DC at the time of the cancellation mm-hmm. of Batgirl. But Peter Safran has come come out and says that it was unreleasable. He's seen the movie. And that could have to do with, um, I guess, just the kind of, in terms of like making money and and how it would kind of affect the future of their, un- well, not their universe, but just how it would affect the the future of the DC universe, mm-hmm. whether that was theirs or the what that was the plan Elf at the time or whatever. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I we definitely do want to see Brendan Fraser's Firefly. I think that would be fair. But to be honest, I I do remember like even looking at that suit. That suit looks rough. It looked rough. I um, still can't imagine. I I still can't imagine. Peter Safran saying that does give it like an air of credibility that maybe that was a really bad movie and it was smart to not release it. But at the same time, and we had said this whenever it got canceled, Sony released Morbius twice. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. How bad could it really be? It's like, like I'm sure at, for that studio making that call probably is a smart thing and they're they probably have very good reasons for it but at the same time it's just like i can't imagine it being worse than morbius yeah and i want to see brendan Fraser. yeah i'd, I'd want to see him in anything and make I, it, it else world <laughs> yeah make it else world you're already doing the whole thing but they won't and like a lot of it probably also is it might be legal stuff it might be we weren't good their heads when it was mm-hmm. done so now we can't do it da, da, da. there might be like a bunch of hurdles there's like it's not worth it he did say that he is working with the director uh or direct i think it might have been two directors on the batgirl movie i don't know but he said that they will be working with them in the future so no bad blood okay well then maybe it just was old dc being old dc and they're mm-hmm. trying to start fresh and like it's just not worth the hurdles to release and that mm-hmm. i can as sad as it is because i do just want to see it it's fair and starting fresh they are because we Holy got shit. a huge slate mm-hmm. uh that wasn't a bad seg- segue i feel no, that was a good segue <laughs> hell yeah um so yeah 
we've got we've got all the um the projects here and i'm sure you've seen it at the, that now by now but we're just going to talk about it see what we like the first one that we kind of have to talk about is superman which james gunn is directing yes james gunn is directing it he is writing it at the moment and uh it's it seems to have some sort of inspiration from all-star superman mm-hmm. which i have read I think I read like half of it, not because I stopped in the middle, but because I believe I was reading it in high school and all they had was like part one, but not Mm -hmm. part two. Fair enough. (laughs) So I was just like, but but it seems that it, it would probably just be a tone thing from that comic because spoiler alert for that comic dies at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he like dies, goes to the sun or he has like cancer or something. I don't know, but he dies at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems like that's going to be the tone of it. And that would Makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's a very like uh I guess just it's it's kind of a Boy Scout uh vibe as well, which is what, which we is want. what we've wanted. Uh I, I'm very excited for this. I think I am I think strangely enough, the sh- the weirdest part about this is that James Gunn is writing and directing it mm-hmm. because that he doesn't give off the vibe that I would expect for a Superman film. Maybe he's gonna flex a little bit and do something different from what he's done absolutely suicide squad and guardians as much as they are a ragtag team doing some wild shit Mm -hmm. are very different movies but at the same time i think it's just he seems to have a soft spot for superman so maybe he was just like i'm in a position where i can make a superman film i'm gonna take advantage of that so i hope that he he does his best work Mm -hmm. and i hope it's i hope it's really good i think i'll be fine at Mm -hmm. the least like because even Suicide Squad, as much as I, it, it's it's so much for me. I recognize it's a solid film. I th- I think though with Superman, it's I want more of a definitive version now. Like Man of Steel is not that. I know people love it, and honestly, I I have my thoughts on the Zack Snyder people that we will talk about in not this episode but future episode. Um, but it's just like I think I want a more definitive like. That's that's the Superman that I've been looking for. I don't think we fully had that. The closest thing would, will, from what I've heard, is the Christopher Reeve uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just honestly, and I think that is the, probably the closest I've seen is is actually Smallville. Yeah, for me, it's Smallville, and I think that might be a generation thing. I think if we were older or alive during the time the originals were released, to say <laughs> yeah. the least, um, it would might like change our opinion because i still mm-hmm. think my cousin who was a lot who was like a kid when they were released was like it's pretty solid but smallville i mean smallville had, we're not going to get into a whole thing about smallville but smallville you know had its problems for the yeah. era and yeah. the nostalgia and the cringiness but it ultimately did get the core elements of it right that he's a boy scout trying his best and he's he doesn't know what he's doing and he's he's figuring it out mm-hmm. um but so it's like i think it's the closest but at the same time i just i just want a, a dang boy scout superman yeah that's fighting for justice yeah so yeah i hope that's what this is i think we're on the path to something in that realm yeah i think so least. too and even if it's not necessarily the perfect boy scout i still think it'll be interesting and it'll be different and hopefully it's a solidifiable one that can kick off this new universe that they're mm-hmm. building uh, then the next one is uh, Brave and the Bold, or The Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Great title. Yeah. Amazing title. Like, it's... I'm so happy. I don't even think it has Batman in it, in the title. I think it's The Brave and the mm-hmm. Bold, and it's so great. It's... Uh, apparently, they're basing it off Grant Morrison's run. Uh, it is going to introduce Damian Wayne uh, in live action for so the first time. So we're finally getting a Robin in the film solidified as a Robin. Yes, since... 
Batman and Robin. Yeah, but that doesn't count. <laughs> we don't ca- talk about that. It ca- yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> it counts. We don't talk about it. <laughs> I'm talking about a good one, a possible good one at the very yes. least. Uh, and also, I think a lot of people were... A lot of people seem to have been not the happiest that it's like we're getting Damien and not getting some of the other ones, but James Gunn has since come out and says we are going to be getting other members of the Bat family and really like showing the Bat family, which we really have never gotten that. Mm-hmm. Um, Except in like the Harley Quinn show. Not in live action. Oh, yeah. We've gotten it in other forms. Like the Batman, the animated series has done it in its own way. But no, like in a live action form, we've never really gotten that. I want to see Nightwing. I want to see Red Hood. I want to see Batgirl. I want to see The Signal. We're probably not going to get The Signal. Mm-hmm. But um, I just want to see a bunch of these different characters and like this weird found family that they have. And I, I think it would be, that would be really cool. No, I'm down. And then we have probably, I would assume the story is going to be like, we're, Damien is the new one. Yeah. And so he, and he's a shitty little assassin that everyone kind of hates. Is so Damien, is he wh- what number is he? Like Oh god, I even saw a TikTok that makes this so weird. Um if we count Stephanie, he's 5. So he's 4. If you if you just count like in the comic world, you can think of it as like Dick Grayson is the first one, he becomes Nightwing. Jason Todd is the second one who becomes Red Hood. Tim Drake is the third one that becomes uh, Red Robin. Uh, and then, and technically, if you want to get uh, realistic about it, Stephanie Brown becomes the fourth one because she takes over from Tim Drake for a time being. But it's very short, and she might have died while she was Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it became Damian Wayne. Though I think Tim also t- t- took back the mantle in the meantime. Mm-hmm. He definitely took back the mantle in the meantime. Uh, and then Damien came on. Because it's his own kid. Damien's like his. Yes, this is the one that is his biological t- uh, son. Wasn't he raped? I actually am so glad you brought that up. I, I, th- It's going to be really annoying. I don't know if they'll do that. But if they do that, it is also going to be annoying because you're going to have a lot of people going like, oh, my Batman wouldn't be raped. Instead of going like, Wow, let's have discuss some vulnerability this thing. Yeah. about the fact that Batman was raped. He is he has been raped. In the comics, even to this day, Batman was raped. I don't know why I'm happy about well, that. No, you're but- not happy. <laughs> but like there's a conversation to be had within the realm of men being sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. and to see someone as solidifiably unstoppable as Batman have that vulnerability and have that type of issue and then have a kid from it mm-hmm. it have completely that, flips that to script. have that representation of like this awful thing it's not worth it but it's like this thing has happened and it's like it's i would imagine it would be a very amazing thing to go i can relate to batman yeah with this like i think that would be a really cool thing for them to do and i kind of hope they do that this feels wrong to say but like but I, I hope yeah i hope they do that though I can under I can't understand why maybe that's something that they don't want to touch, but at the same time, James doesn't seem like that kind of person. He seems like he doesn't care what the public opinion is, and he cares about the story. So maybe he will. Yeah, I I kind of hope they go that route just to show the representation. You know me, I am Mister Diversity and Representation. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's my take. Um, I think it's stupid. I think if people are like, oh, like it's I know but it happens I, to anyone. That absolutely will You're happen ab- though. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bunch of buff dudes mm-hmm. who think they're the tough shit, uh-huh. and they're gonna be like, but that would never my happen. My Batman would win a fight no matter who it was, even if it was against Superman. He's not good. Shut the fuck up. 
he didn't not have the point. prep time. <laughs> he didn't have prep time. <laughs> he didn't have prep time against Talia Al Ghul. So. Well, and it's it's just it's a story arc, and it's an Absolutely. interesting one, and it's a good one, and it shows a different side to this character. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a bunch of different sides, so why can't we see this one? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it will be necessarily a focus point. I don't think that will be something that like there's a scene where Batman breaks down because this he was a victim of this if he's batman he he's kind of used to trauma so if anything it will maybe more just be like so this happened um yeah i and then probably like i don't know probably jason todd if he's in this movie goes like so you were raped and make a joke like that and then they kind of just will pass by it i would imagine because it's really not something that I, honestly i don't even feel like that's something batman would care too much about or would even focus on i mean i think I think saying that the trauma of being raped isn't something who he would have to deal with is understatement. It's not that it's more just because the character of Bruce is like he's he's defined himself by the by the first trauma of his life. Yeah. So much so that I feel like any other trauma that happens to him, he just doesn't give it the attention that it maybe deserves because a lot of other shit has happened to him. I agree. I still think that the like. If they go this route, which again, we're not rooting for Bat for anyone to be raped here, but we're just saying if they go this comic book route, is you, I think you still have to show, even if like he doesn't talk about it or anything, you still have to show like signs of it mm-hmm. because that that does change you like to your DNA when something of that effect happens. Yeah, and I I just I think completely overlooking that would be a real missed mark, and that I think a lot of people would have problems with, and I think that'd be a lot more fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm still very excited about this. I'm excited to see Bat Family and just like a good, I, I, I do like the Batman, but this mm-hmm. is more of a, there's a bunch of different like versions of mm-hmm. Batman and in, in the stories that you can play. And this is something that we've never seen before. And I would love to see it. Well, and I hope it's kind of an in-between of like the joke of Batman and Harley Quinn, the show and the Batman, where it's kind of like. It deals with the family and their antics, but it also yeah. has like the detective aspect to it. You're not a comic guy, but there's a great webtoons uh, that is straight. Is. That's straight up just the Bat Family, and it's a comedy. It's a slice of life, actually. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really focus on the vigilante aspect of it at all, but it's really fun and cute. Oh, yeah. Uh, next film that we have, I just have all the films in order, and then we'll get that's to the uh, series and animated series. Um, the Authority. Uh, I don't know much about this team. Is this the one that's kind of like um, off-brand uh, Justice League? Uh, well, technically, yes. Uh, Justice League. I, I saw uh, somebody say yeah, Watchmen. Yeah, you sent me that TikTok. I'll talk about that at another one of these projects. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. There, I don't know much about them. They're a team of superheroes. The I've seen some people talk about them and uh, some of the uh, what they their powers and what they can do are. One of them is like tied to the cities that he's lived in or something, and that's where he gets his powers. But besides that, all I really know is that there is a Superman-esque character, um, and there is a Batman-esque character. The Batman-esque character has, I believe his superpower is he has a supercomputer in his head that shows him the most efficient ways to kill a person. Okay. Uh, But they are in a relationship. Okay. And so, and I think this could be really cool, and... Just I like this is the thing from I guess I was expecting from James Gunn, which is to just pick a character or a team that nobody really knew about and go, this is really interesting. I want to do this. Well, and we've talked about that over and over again, how DC has so much of a playground Mm -hmm. and they just never 
really touch anything except like the major three characters because that's where they've that's seen where the, they money think is. the money is but the thing is no one fucking knew iron man or cap like they might have known captain america but like they were they were cd list heroes even but even with like james gunn no one knew who the guardians of the Thank, galaxy exactly. was everyone was just like who are these dudes and then it's just like boom now they're one of the staples mm-hmm. of it like like this third movie's gonna make a whole fucking theaters across america cry like <laughs> absolutely like, come on like we got a lot of shit and it's like i just i think that's great and i think actually seeing the playground of dc being really played with is interesting and i'm i don't know shit about them but honestly i'm kind of glad mm-hmm. i i kind of want it to just be as it comes i learn yeah um, and because i don't make it more fun absolutely so uh next film is supergirl woman of tomorrow yeah, that one is, I think, is what I'm most excited for. Because it's the most interesting idea that we've been told about these. It's focusing on Kara losing Krypton and how and the trauma that, that, that would come with that mm-hmm. and how that would affect her. It's based off a 2019 Tom King run, uh, which I have not read, but I will most definitely look into now. Um, but how fucking interesting is well, that? Well, because like, she travels back when Krypton literally blew up. Correct, like that's what happens, and then she watches it. Not that's what I read. Oh, about this one specifically. About this movie, I have not read that. I I assume maybe that's right. I again haven't read the storyline, but as from what I've known, she was like twelve when Krypton exploded. Like she okay. remembers it happening. Well, Clark, he was a baby, yeah. and they just sent him off. While she literally was like had a home there for the first. 12 years of her life or however Until long it was essentially yeah and then and then it just fucking exploded and yeah. she was sent off to go to survive as with the only hope being that she has a cousin somewhere that mm-hmm. she doesn't even know where he is um i think that's so interesting and so cool and focusing on something that nobody really has focused on with that character before you know i think it's like you see supergirl and you go like oh it's the female superman mm-hmm. so you have you give her boy troubles and you do this and all that and it's all the um doesn't pack past the but usually she's pretty established she doesn't need like the young who am i conversation because she got to know that in her childhood before yeah. the planet blue and what's that test bechdel uh, test bechdel test like it usually like she probably doesn't pass the bechdel test but mm-hmm. from the i from what this sounds like it sounds like she absolutely would because her problems are have are real and have nothing to do with mm-hmm. like relationship bullshit it's just like real problems of oh yeah you lost everything you knew mm-hmm. how's that affecting you well because with superman you kind of get the i'm on earth and i have powers i don't know who i am i'm kryptonian what the fuck is that and then mm-hmm. it kind of grows from there and i mean that's smallville more than anything in my, from what i've seen but um with her it's kind of like you get to see an adult yes have that ptsd trauma of losing her entire planet Mm -hmm. and that is something that you can't get from superman so it will i think solidify supergirl as not just girl superman but as supergirl and i think that's Mm. interesting cara danvers yeah i'm just like oh i'm I'm very excited about it season two is my favorite of supergirl yeah i haven't seen any of it really (sighs) that feels like a show you'd like though yeah i love her she was in um glee fucking loved her in it her and grant yeah, like I, I did. You I wait? Did no you see reason. the episode where they did the the musical together? No. <gasps> wait, Se- in Glee? No, in the 
DC in the Arrowverse. No, you need to watch that. Okay, you would love that. Okay, I'll probably just watch that single. It's episode. literally just an, a musical episode where Grant, uh, Gustin's Barrio, and and Kara just sing, and they like they meet in cross the universe uh, shenanigans. Fair enough. And it's like you would love that episode, <laughs> I don't think dude. It's like Seth, you gotta watch this one. It's straight up your alley. That's fair. Please um, watch that. <laughs> um. Oh, I was gonna say something. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's fine. It's gone. We'll continue. Uh, Swamp Thing is the next one. Yes. So that—that's when I'm gonna talk about this tick. I don't want to talk about this TikTok too much because I honestly don't want to give them the hype or any of that stuff. Fair. I saw a TikTok that just ran through all this stuff and gave his opinions, and it was not a very positive review thing of anything of any of it except he was for shitting on all of it. Yeah, uh, except for Booster Gold, which we'll talk about, but um. Yeah, he but it, with Swamp Thing, he was like, he brought up the 2019 show, and I've brought that up in the past, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk about it now. But and he was like, we did it, it didn't work, and I'm like, you didn't watch that show, did you? You didn't look into the fact that that show got canceled because it was too expensive and because it was on a very new streaming service that wasn't doing very well. Mm-hmm. So it was purely business is why it got canceled. If you watch the first episode. You would go, holy shit, this is amazing. My cousin came to me um, after you talked about it once, and we weren't even talking about it, but we were talking about just random CW shows, and um, she was like, there was this one, it was like Swamp Thing or something, she went, it got canceled, but it was stellar. And amazing. I anyone who's like, yeah, I saw it, like, that was really good. And like, I haven't watched it, and I want to, it's on, I think it's on CWC now or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's on something for free. Like, I absolutely recommend go watch it. It's crazy. It's horror, but it, it's very good. Great body horror, too. Mm-hmm. The first episode has a scene where, like, a plant rips open a corpse and just, like, crawls out of it. And it's so horrifying and disgusting. I mean, maybe you wouldn't like that because that's not your I thing. I can deal. You could definitely. I can deal, though. You could absolutely appreciate it and go, like, this was really good. Well, and also tone. Tone yeah. is a lot of it. Yeah. Because, like, Evil Dead is a very different tone. Than like Kingsman, mm-hmm. which both have very grotesque body moments. Yes. So and then and then he also on the TikTok said like who who's interested in this? Nobody wants to see this. And I just was like me, I want to see this. But fine, my opinion doesn't matter to you because you don't know who I am. But you know whose <laughs> opinion does matter? James Gunn. James Mangold, <laughs> who directed Logan and is directing the Indiana Jones film, who t- reached out on Twitter and was like, I'd love to direct this and. Guillermo del fucking Toro, yeah. who also did the same thing, was like, I would love to make this. Now, I would love Guillermo to do it because he has proven that he is he can work with actors in prosthetics and like with Hellboy mm-hmm. and stuff, do these really weird, fantastical, just horror stories. People love every movie he puts out. He's really good, and this is right up his alley. And I'm just like, please do that. But I'm I would not be mad at James Mangold doing it either. He's a fantastic director. Just, I, I'm so excited about Swamp Thing. You've been saying you want a Swamp Thing thing for a long time. So I'm, I, when I saw this, I was like, oh, Brad's going to be so happy. I was, I was more excited for you than mm-hmm. for the movie. I was like, Brad's just going to lose his shit. Yes. And also, and this is pure speculation, just me thing as well. Uh, in the comics, Swamp Thing is where they introduce John Constantine. Mm-hmm. So... You could introduce John Constantine in this movie. Maybe bring back Matt Ryan. Uh, you but, want Matt Ryan so fucking badly. He's great, but you don't have to have it be Matt Ryan. You can just bring in a new Constantine, have that be it, or you don't have to do it this movie. You can do a bunch of different things with this, mm-hmm. and it can be so cool. 
Uh, I'm hearing rumors, though I don't believe it's confirmed that they would be basing this off the Alan Moore uh, story of Swamp Thing, which mm -hmm. I'm actually reading right now. Um, strangely, not because of this movie. I was just reading it, and then uh, and I really like it. Uh, if they do base it off that story, Alan Moore will not like it. Mm, why? Because he hates all of his adaptations. Oh, is that one guy? Yeah. Okay. Is he the one that did um, uh, Watchmen? Um, V for Vendetta? Yes. Okay, because he hates it. Yeah. Even though it's a fucking stellar movie. Uh huh. And in Watchmen, I think we talked about this. Uh, he said, "Don't put my name on it." Oh. Yeah. And if you look, they they don't put his name. They just have the artist's name uh, mm. as the as the creator for it. And might even be the same thing with this. He might just be like, "Don't put my name." Okay. So yeah. Uh, I think there's like one thing that he likes, and it's an episode of Justice League Unlimited. Huh. I believe it's the title of that episode is um for the for the man who has everything, and it's an episode where Batman and Wonder Woman go to give Clark a birthday present, and uh and then they discover that like an alien has gotten a hold, like a Starro alien has gotten mm -hmm. a hold of him of Clark and like put him in. A, dream where he's on krypton and he has a family and he's with his parents and everything and it's nice and he has to be ripped out of it back to oh, that's reality so sad. yeah 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 but it's a, it's a great episode yeah. i would i would definitely check that out but yeah he was like i like that one fair. Or, i don't even think he said that he i think he said it's it's fine <laughs> which is the best you're gonna get yeah that's fair <laughs> um and then that's that's all the movies uh that we've they've told us about right now uh, we also move into, at the moment, the only animated series that they're going to be doing, uh, Creature Commando. Is that the team? Or is that something else? There's a few different teams on this. Okay. But it's it's basically, you know, Howling Commandos? No. Never mind. It's, it, yeah, it's a team of, like, creatures of, like, it, like I think Frankenstein's on it. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Weasel from Suicide Squad yes. is going okay, to be so in it. Okay, so it is what I'm thinking. Cool, cool. And I believe um, I saw this, which I don't know if I actually like this. Apparently, Rick Flagg's father is going to be the leader of this team. Okay. I mean, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, but at the same time, I think I kind of like Rick Flagg more. <laughs> that's fair. Rick Flagg was great. I'm pissed. <laughs> that is Rick Flagg. Spoilers for the Suicide Squad. Rick Flagg. Dying is why I hate fucking Peacemaker. <laughs> like, that is why I'm like, no, I have no yeah. interest. Fuck this guy. But, like, great storytelling. Like, great great guy. Great storytelling. I, James Gunn is great. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. I hate that. I, I hated died. it, too. I saw it coming, but I was still just like, ah, I loved him. And this he was really great. I was just so pissed because whenever you see Peacemaker in the after credit scene, you're like, oh, is it Rick Flag? Is he alive? No, it's fucking Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. Fuck that guy. Yeah. But Joel Kinnaman's great. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, he's... Uh, this is yeah. This is it's not the one that I'm least interested in, but it's m frankly one that I just I don't know much mm -hmm. about. Um, and I don't know. It it doesn't seem too interesting to me. But uh, he did say that a lot of these characters will be showing up in live action, and they will be voice acted by the same people. At, yeah, he that, said he, if they're in a cartoon or in anything, it's the same person throughout the whole thing to keep which continuity. Is what sake. they should be doing, anyways. Yeah. In the story. Yeah. And, I, I think I can understand it in Marvel's scenario because, like, with What If, right? Like to, That was contract issues, though. Because, it was like, contract issues, but also, if you're going to get Tom Holland for that one episode, that makes that the budget for that episode so much higher. That's fair. I don't know. I just... Because, like, yes, with, like, Black Widow wasn't played by uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, but that was because she didn't want to be part of it after her movie. So it's yeah, like... The mm. movie and, like, sh the, she was suing at the time. Yeah, Though it was she, not it, a good... She does have still have good relationship with disney now yeah they like it's resolved yeah but it's 
I don't know. I don't blame Marvel for that, but I like that with DC, they're trying to keep mm-hmm. that the same, and I appreciate that. Uh, live action series of Waller, uh, a show focusing on Amanda Waller with her working with the Peacemaker team. Okay. Yeah, I, I wrote, sure. I... <laughs> it's, it's Viola Davis. Yeah, and I love Viola Davis. Don't get me wrong. My issue is... I didn't like her in Black Adam, but they're also saying like that's, that's right. not even that's canon. Right. She is in Black yeah, Adam. Yeah, like she's just kind of. Oh, do you remember? She's full of shit. Do you remember? Uh, there was that woman that shows up whenever they take Black Adam to the thing, and we both were like, "Who was that woman?" Um, yeah. They like focused on her. It's the it's the like quote unquote love interest from Peacemaker. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, the blonde? I, yeah, you yeah. don't notice it because she's in like a black leather latex suit and her hair is completely different. And you forget that this is all that was technically in the same universe as Peacemaker, but it's also not. It's just like. Well, I. But like, I just didn't like her in Black Adam. She was really full of shit. The idea that she got Superman Waller. to come. Waller, sorry. Yeah. That she got Superman to come threaten him. Like, there's just so much to yeah. it. It's like this was very like. You you just push a lot of shit together and hoped it worked. And Absolutely it didn't really. No, at least with Waller. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it. I think this is the it was one I'm more least interesting. Interested I in. She, I I found her more interesting in Suicide Squad and Peacemaker than I am in her own show. Yeah, she's kind of more of a side character that causes problems. Slash villain. So, yeah, then like main character because like well, she she's just gonna get more interesting people to mm. can manipulate. And then we're gonna want to see more of them. Yeah, which might be the point. I, maybe I don't know. This is it. Really, is just a thing of like I'm not against it, but at the same time, I'm not very excited by it. I mean, I like Olivia Davis. Sure. So like Viola, Viola Davis? Davis. I'm sorry. Good job. Yeah. Bad. Bad on me. I like Viola <laughs> Davis. So like, I don't. I think she's great. It's just like I don't really care about a show about that character. That's fair. Nothing I mean, against I'm... her. <laughs> I've, I don't know if there's a good if there's an actor I like I'll try anything once sure I'll you definitely know? try it yeah I, well now that they act, I mean we're gonna have to watch everything DC forever anyways but like <laughs> now that like they're actually trying about I'm more intrigued yeah, yeah I'm like okay this could be good yeah uh next live action show is Booster Gold uh it's a bit of a surprise uh not really isn't he always with Blue Beetle well that but that's the thing he's not with Blue Beetle. Yeah, but isn't he always, like, if they're doing Blue Beetle, and it, no, I, he, one, made, he, it's never been that Blue Beetle. Okay. That's, um, oh, what's his name? What's the, uh, his secret identity? I don't know. Uh, I've written that here. What, what, my note on this is kind of a surprise. No idea of the premise, but he's a fun character, and I'm sure you can do a lot of interesting things with him. Uh, maybe introduce Ted Cord Blue Beetle, which is not the one that we're getting. Okay. Uh, the one we're getting is a, the newer version and actually has like the scarab alien and superpowers while Ted Cord is a um he's actually supposed to be what um the Adam became on okay. the CW show. It yeah. was originally supposed to be Ted Cord, but then it was a legal reason why they couldn't use him. He's basically a billionaire that created his own tech and he has no superpowers. Okay. Um and usually him and Booster Gold are friends and they have like a sort of um buddy cop thing. Yeah, but um, well, there's a Booster Gold Blue Beetle episode in Smallville. Yeah, and they don't they don't like do a lot together. Mm-hmm. But 
after you were like, okay, I can definitely tell that like they did that for a comic book reason. Yeah, yeah. Because you can always, in that specific, you can always tell when they were like, oh, we're just gonna kind of pull this out. I've seen the like Doctor Fate stuff in it, and I'm like, oh boy, that's <laughs> a whole other thing. Uh, <laughs> again, they just kind of ripped it and went, we're just gonna put our own twist. Well, it looks like that. Uh, but so like, but, I I'm open. But as far as I know, this is just Booster Gold centric. It's a comedy show. Um, and he's, he's definitely a comedy character. He, the idea is he was a janitor at like a superhero museum, took the Legion of superheroes ring, uh, a, a suit and like a robot and then time traveled to the present day to become his own superhero. But he really just has none of the basic ideas of why any of them actually became heroes, which mm-hmm. was to help people. He just did it for fame and money. Yeah. Uh, and so sure yeah i think i want more information what powers but, does he have i don't know it's like it's basic it's like flight energy pulses he's got a little robot skeet thing uh his name is skeet that can like tell him what he needs to do and stuff um i think that's about it i mean i'd be interested in that sure like yeah. a little robot then like oh, that sounds fun yeah no i'm it, nothing against it nothing against it all i love i do love booster gold i just i kind of wish that uh blue beetle was with them yeah i they they're usually always paired up and i like that pairing so that's fair um, but speaking of pairing up in a buddy cop uh, co- yes. <laughs> project, live action series, Lanterns. Yeah. So, A, we've been saying for over a year now, <laughs> give us something good, Green Lantern. Please. Anything. Well, everybody's <laughs> been wanting it. Because, well, because Ryan Reynolds got duped. He got duped in so many superhero movies until yes. Deadpool. So, like, we're all like, oh, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I'm... I'm I'm pumped. I like that it's Buddy Cop. I like that yes. it's, it's Hal Jordan and who else? And John Stewart. Yeah, they've been the ones that have been like the very popular characters and kind of like if we do a Green Lantern property, who do we focus on? Do we focus on Hal, who we have done before and is a little old, but he's everybody likes Hal? Or do we focus on John Stewart, who is newer but very interesting, very great character, um, and been more of a fan favorite? I've written here um, showing a. Uh, James Gunn showing that sometimes the answer is both. Well, Hannah Montana said it best. Sometimes you get the best of both worlds, you know? Like, come on. That, made, that makes the most sense. Uh, I love that. I made you laugh. Uh, no, but it's, it's... But no, I think it's very... It, 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 it stared us in the face the whole time of just going like, they're space cops. So they have partners. Yeah. And so doing a buddy cop uh, TV series around these space cops is like, perfect just just do both of them because yeah. we both want that i would love to see guy gardner and he's just the joke of the green lanterns <laughs> fair. I, and he has the bowl cut <laughs> i'm into it i'm interested i'm ready let's go just something green lantern yeah i don't want to it's gonna be good yeah I, i'm gonna say it now i'm i don't think a single one of these is actually gonna be bad this does mean i have to watch peacemaker though yes because if i'm actually going to watch this whole connected universe I gotta know everything, so yes. So you finally win that one. Although technically, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash is in that, and uh, J- Jason yeah, Momoa's that Aquaman. That's a, that doesn't matter. I just <laughs> out the window. You're Don't like, care. Doesn't matter. Uh, all I care about is that James Gunn likes Peacemaker and is going to obviously continue using yeah. him. And I really, so, I really like John Cena in it. Yeah, I like John Cena. I've, I I'm, just. I didn't think I would like John Cena, but he surprised me, and I think he is a, a very good actor and knows what he's doing, so I, I like him. 
And then the final property, <laughs> so that we can get on to the next one. An we're, hour in. <laughs> um, is Paradise Lost, uh, a Game of Thrones-style show that delves into the idea of an island of warrior women and what that looks like. I have put in parentheses here, muscle mommies. <laughs> well, yes. But that's, also, that's isn't a me it thing. The one isn't it Wonder Woman's Island? Yes, it's Themyscira. Um, though they're calling it Paradise Lost of just or what it is, uh, of what the show is. But my idea of it is Wonder Woman is not going to be the focus of this, which is okay. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would assume this is like after she has left Themyscira, mm-hmm. and usually whenever she goes into the real goes in, not the real world, the rest of the world, and kind of becomes Wonder Woman, she is not allowed on Themyscira for a time being. Uh, usually, like, she's exiled and banned, but then they kind of go, like, all right, maybe not. Uh, but for a time, she has been. So mm-hmm. maybe it's focusing on that time. I would love to see some of the other Amazons, like uh, Artemis. It would mm-hmm. be really cool to see. She's great. She has a uh, comic series with Red Hood and Bizarro, uh, okay. which is cool. I would love to see that, like, down the line. Not right yeah. now. But that would be cool as hell. Um, well, if anything, Marvel has shown us that once you get the basics down, which they are doing, mm-hmm. of just like the world building, you can do anything you fucking want. Absolutely. As long as you can make it make sense. I would love to see Donna Troy, though I don't know if she is technically... I think she is like not necessarily a true Amazonian. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but you can play with that. You could make You could make it or don't do it, whatever. I just would love to see other Amazon women. Uh, and I think that is interesting. Yeah. I, I, Wonder Woman was my favorite DC movie until Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's I, fair. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. I haven't seen two. I've heard it's rough, but I haven't seen two. I like two. I think it looks fun. Also has Pedro Pascal. Yeah, like I think it looks fun. I I know like it bombed, but like I don't yeah. know if it bombed because it's actually bad or if it's because sexism or if it's because DC sucks. There's a I, plethora of issues. I would definitely say a culmination of all of that. I mean, that's fair. But I I honestly, what I liked about it was um. You know this. They bring back um uh what's the actor's name? Chris Pine. Chris Pine. They cre- bring him back, and that's the way they bring him back is a little stupid. But he he goes from like 1914 to 1980s, mm-hmm. and he's just a nerd the whole time. He's like looking at the planes and going just like, oh, cool. This is awesome. Yeah, the yeah. future is amazing. Because he like but, uh killed himself, right? Yeah, to save the world. Was, yeah, but it was just I like that instead of being like an old man that was just like crotchety and sad about how the world is going he's just like look at everything it's so cool mm-hmm. and advanced and planes are better than they've ever been yeah <laughs> and i like that a lot it well, was and fun isn't, isn't the villain cheetah yes or um, someone like that she's fine i guess i i don't know there's definitely critiques in that movie but i had a fun time with yeah, it yeah i'm gonna watch it was it 1972 1984 yeah that's, that's something mm-hmm. and it was a year yeah <laughs> i was like it's 19 something yes um yeah, I'm. I need to watch it. Actually, that's that was mm-hmm. that's a blind spot for me, honestly, because I I think I'll probably love it. I mean, yeah. come on, it's it's a woman it's doing a awesome shit. Like it's a romp. Yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Uh. So yeah. This this is the lineup. I'm I'm pumped. I'm super well, they pumped. They finally did the thing. They made a plan, and they were like, "Here it is," and they literally did what Marvel did at D23. Mm-hmm. They're like, "All right, you want it? Here, here's and- my plan." The start, at least the first phase. But it's also like it's that and it's also just like giving it to two people who seem to know what they're doing and have a vision. And I I, I really do like that James Gunn seems to be having this opinion of I don't care what the fans want. I'm making this story. I'm put in this position where it's like I'm going to make what I think is good stories and, and very interesting. 
and I'm just going to run with it. Mm -hmm. And I think people will, will respond well to it. And yeah. That's great. I don't want to see the fan service of just like, oh, why, why did you fire Henry Cavill? And it's just like, we, we just want something new. Well, if Henry Cavill even came out and was like, there's no bad blood. Yeah. I understood. Also, they're it, moving on. He wasn't fired. He just yeah. wasn't rehired. Yeah. He's like, it's fine. Yeah. Because I don't think he was like set. Yeah. No. I think it was just like, I could do this for the it's time being. It's fan service. And it, it's just the fan. It's just a Snyder fans going and like, he's the best Superman we've ever had. How could you not have him? And it's Christopher like, Reeves is right you know, there's there. like eight billion people on the planet right <laughs> i know that not every one of them could be a new superman but there's other people that could play superman yeah. so i don't know get matt bomer he's yeah. too old uh, yes. uh get tom welling uh, he's very old <laughs> it's fine i didn't mean very old but like he's, he's in his 40s yeah he's too old uh, for that now uh also you can't bring an old superman on i hope and in whatever in whatever superman's in at some point he loses his dad to a heart attack yeah, I do too. I want to see that. I want to have that conversation. We've I want to see about what, that yeah, before. I want to see what affects them because it's such a because we we agreed that like it's such a uh, definitive moment for him to mm -hmm. know that he literally can't save everyone. It's almost a, a lesson for him, mm -hmm. and it's the like the final lesson his father gave him. Yeah, and like it, we we talked about yeah. what episode is that? I think we just texted about it personally. Oh, no, yeah. I swear we talked about it. We might have. I don't know what episode it was. Know. It could have been any Sam. any time. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Let us know. Us. Um, no, but uh, so like, yeah, I just I'm excited for that. I'm excited mm -hmm. for that conversation again. I'm excited to see if they do that because I think that is a like the peak. That that is like one of my favorite Superman things mm -hmm. is that he loses and he can't do anything about it. You know what? How you feel about that is how I feel about Uncle Ben, and why I feel Uncle Ben is so important. That's fair. So yeah, but I'd be okay if it was someone else. As long as they did the lesson. Because, like, mm. Aunt May did the lesson. I still she want got Uncle me ben, to be. I still want Uncle Ben to be a part of it. I mean, Even if fair. he's not the one that had the lesson, though, I still... I have made my point that he definitely had some lesson because mm -hmm. of the Civil War speech. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. So, let's... That's all of it. We're very excited about this. Uh, though we won't be getting this until, like, 2025, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be a second. Um, we did get a date. Or the only release date for the Superman is for Superman Legacy, and that, I believe, is June 11th, 2025. Okay. Uh, and the, it, this is all in the first chapter that they are calling Gods and Monsters. Mm -hmm. um, just great titles all yeah. around. Really cool. Very, um, like, Injustice League Gods Among Us type mm -hmm. of thing. I just, But not the story. <laughs> not that story. But, like, that kind of energy of, like, it, it feels like a coherent thing that they thought about yeah let's get into knock at the cabin we're, we're doing <sighs> non-spoilers yeah so let's start with our actual topic this week or our the main topic yes. of movie uh that was still just news that was yeah, that was all news um which we could have made a whole episode about that but we watched a movie and i i had to watch that today so and literally come immediately here yeah i was i watched it yesterday you i i told you i was like i think you're gonna regret uh, watching this immediately I, before I recording it. it just I, I didn't leave i really fulfilled <laughs> no i would have because i absolutely was like i need to think on this movie a bit that's fair um but we're gonna do non-spoiler uh start we're kind of try a bit of a new thing we haven't really done non-spoiler very well in the past uh but we've got some categories that we're going to talk on uh and just give our opinions without getting too deep into it uh, mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about it in depth um so I just, first off, what's the premise of this? Yeah, so uh, 
without spoiling, um, this family is on a vacation in this cabin. It's mm-hmm. two gay dads. Um, one is Jesse from Glee. Um, <laughs> random, but which one is that? That's the one she uh, Rachel ends up with. Um, he goes no, to no, no. school. I don't watch Glee. Oh, which one is that right. in Knock at the Cabin? Oh, he's the uh the angry the one? one that gets the concussion. Oh, okay. Yeah, not the angry one. I feel one. like I know the other one from something, but I, I don't, don't know. know what. Um, I don't think I've seen anything. If I did, I don't remember it. Mm. Um, so, uh, anyways, and this little girl is out in the woods chilling Ke- for a second. Catching bugs. Catching grasshoppers, specifically, mm-hmm. which I think is symbolic, but we'll get to that. Oh, um, and uh, basically, Dave Batista, who plays Leonard, and three people, including Ron from Harry Potter, <laughs> yes. and then two people I don't know from anything. Mm-hmm. Um, no, are, I, know, I know, I know one of them. Okay, but yeah, um, come and are like, hey, um, you have to make this decision because the apocalypse is coming, and we're supposed to bring it unless you make this decision mm-hmm. of one of you three have to kill the other, mm-hmm. have to have to kill. You have to kill one of you, have to kill the uh, another one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the that, premise is no, that's the premise. Yeah, and that's the pre- and that's the thing, and that's what's in the trailers. If you've seen the trailer, then you kind of know what the premise is. Uh, I'd say the only spoiler from that is Ron Weasley. I didn't know he was in this. Yeah. I was watching the credits thing and I was just like, I was going like, I know Dave Bautista. I don't know who that is. I know Rupert Grant. And I was like, wait, Rupert Grant? You didn't recognize him? <laughs> I Well, no, it was the names. Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I was just going like, I know them. I don't know them. I don't know them. I know him. And then I was like, wait, Ron Weasley's in this? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting role. But we'll Absolutely. get to that. Um, and the whole kind of question is, are the four people crazy or are they accurate and they have to actually kill one of each other Mm -hmm. to stop the apocalypse? And the whole premise is you as an audience member kind of have to figure it out as it goes. Yes. Um, I, I've just got four categories here for the non-spoiler. I want to start off with the acting of just everyone. I I think the acting is great all around. Stellar. Um, Dave Batista once again, blows the like blows the roof off yeah and that's nothing new um i i've definitely talked about dave batista before i think he's an amazing actor Mm -hmm. i think that really just has to do with the fact that that seems to be something that he wants to be um and it shows it just like throughout all of it and even with without getting too into it um these four people that come to the cabin they they feel like they don't want to do what they mm-hmm. they're going to and it really does feel like that like it at no point do i feel like they want to do any of the things that they do mm-hmm. and i i think just the the acting all around is really good even uh and ron weasley is yeah. is really good um redmond I, uh yes uh rupert rupert Grant. i'm gonna call him ron weasley throughout the entirety That's of this fine. i have the cast up just so i can yes reference. i know um Oh, I know the black woman. I don't. Nikki McKibbard. Okay, great. Thank you for having her name. Um, that is very important. But um, no, I know her for uh, something, but I don't. I don't remember for what. Um, she was an old. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen old. Name. I haven't um, seen old. I do also want to say, like, getting into like whether or not we like this movie, um, or if we think this movie is good. I I have talked about M. Night Shyamalan in the past and how I I really don't like him as a director. I don't like his films. He's he's made a shitload of bad films. Um, But after watching this movie, I I think this is a good movie. I think Mm -hmm. I personally do not like it. Um, But that's just a personal thing. And I 
And I think looking at his filmography, it seems to be more 50-50. Um, so, okay, when it comes to M. Night specifically, um, I think this movie was fine. Um, I did not like it. Uh, but I think he either has, like, the best thing since sliced bread, or like The Sixth Sense, or he also has The Last Airbender. Yeah, so, that, 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 that's what I'm talking that about. That is like the perfect. That's yeah. what I'm talking about with the so 50 with 50. You. It's like, it's either he's going to knock it out of the park or he is going to give you the most utter piece of dog shit you've ever seen. Yeah. And I, I was just, I was honestly shocked coming out of it that I, I thought it was good uh, because yeah. honestly, I haven't watched one of his movies that I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I haven't really seen too much since I watched Glass. I I swore off mm-hmm. M Night movies. This podcast has now changed that. Yeah. Um, that's points against the podcast. By the <laughs> points way. against the podcast. Wow. <laughs> um, but I skipped old. I hadn't seen old. Uh, even though I didn't watch old. I didn't watch Glass. I haven't heard good things about old, but I also have heard people have fun shitting on it. Yeah. Um, which sounds kind of fun, but I'm not gonna watch it. Um, and so I was going in this kind of hoping for that. And all I left was kind of, I guess what you left was a little empty. <laughs> well, it just, we'll get to it. Yeah. It just, it didn't feel. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah, let's get, That's like the we'll only get into way that. To... But, um, the other category is cinematography. So M night is really good at having, like he is, he is definitely one of those directors where after you leave his movie, you know that he imprinted on it. Mm-hmm. Not to the degree of like Wes Anderson by any means, but like in most of his movies, he has a very similar one. Mm-hmm. Um, the shot where they're in the car singing Boogie Shoes. Yes. Um, where you only kind of see half of, uh, not Eric, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, that, it made you uncomfortable because in, in, in uh, videoing or photographing, if you only like the lines have to match up in a certain way for your brain to like, like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also do it whenever they zoom in on their faces. Absolutely. And it's like, you can only really see like literally their mouth to their forehead. Um, and it's, it's disturbing and it definitely like sets the mood. There's I, no levity in this movie, like not a single mm. drop. And they tried at the end a little bit, but like nothing. Like I, no. I was like, this is just sad all through. Absolutely, the the cinematography is amazing, though. I think it's really good. There are some like very beautiful shots in this. Uh, you're right. There are like a lot of like close up shots to kind of, and that's sometimes for the story element, like to, I guess, not show where somebody is at mm-hmm. times, or to like you said, to kind of make you feel at, at unease. And that that does show like a good director. Like he's mm-hmm. he's using those uh, skills and techniques to his advantage and to the story's advantage. Well, he's also always done like kind of the Jaws thing, where it doesn't fully show you what's happening. Mm-hmm. It lets your imagination kind of do it, and it makes it even more intense. He did signs, yeah. Sixth Sense, this probably old. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's his trademark of like I'm not gonna show you what happens, but you know this is fucked as shit. Getting into that though, um, that was a thing that I was gonna say later, but I'll say it now. This this is an R-rated movie, but at no point do we see any like violent acts on screen, and I feel that is uh very telling. T- I think it's to its detriment. Really? I, I I think that's always like a you're just you're you're not willing to go all the way with it and it's like you're you're in an r-rated movie that's when you can do it so don't hold back i think if you're going horror though when you're trying to more build the tension because if you show it it kind of relieves a little bit of it whereas if you don't show it you're kind of just like oh i just feel icky now at least that's how i thought it affected me and i actually liked 
that he didn't show it because I feel like that was a little bit bolder of a choice because so many things just show it. I mean, you'll see fucking Deadpool with a knife in his head and pull it out and put it back in. Like, But I think uh, for me, I didn't like it because all the things that they don't show are things that I have seen before mm-hmm. in other things. I know what that's going to look like. There isn't really like a mystery element of just like, oh gosh, what could that have? I can't, oh, I can't. I was more just like, okay, so you, you did that. <laughs> Moving I on. I think it felt more like you were watching it from the girl's point of view. When? And I think could that be. added the layer to it for me. And I mean, it could just be like a, a opinion thing for us yeah. and it probably is um but i i actually that was one of the points i was going to give it well well so well, i think we'll get into that more once we can get into mm-hmm. a bit more specifics um i this this one's a great category for you especially um sound design yeah um it was fine yeah uh, a lot of uh, again whenever they like walk like turn it away and like you heard like a, a sh- or something mm-hmm. like that it was it it irked me like to my core i was yeah. like mm. Not great. Like, didn't feel like it was good. It didn't feel great to me. Yeah. No, um, uh, not good. Nothing's really stand out uh, to it. I think there are a few like very loud bangs. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's a point where like lightning strikes, and it's a very it it sounds great. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not much of a sound guy, so I don't know too much. But um, nothing was distracting, which is very good yeah. for me. It just added kind of to the intensity mm-hmm. the whole time for me. Um, the storm. Uh, again, the stuff. Um, whenever <laughs> something shit happens, was happening, yeah. um, it, it was very like powerful, but it wasn't like, oh, this is like new and different. It wasn't like a, oh, what was that movie? Um, Three Thousand Years of Longing with the rain. <laughs> you you know? like, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that good, but it, it was pretty solid. <laughs> the sound design's fucking on point. <laughs> yeah, <Malik. laughs> like, like it was. It was just. I think no. it was. I think it did exactly what it needed to do, and sometimes that's all you really need from sound. Mm-hmm. Did did three thousand years of longing win a sound design Oscar? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that's the best sound design I mean, I've ever fair. seen in a movie. Rain felt lifelike. <laughs> it <apparently>. was. It was <laughs> like one of my favorite jokes. From I this. love that. Um, <laughs> and then the also fi- just an okay movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very much an okay movie, but the sound design top tier. <laughs> um, but the um, and then the final category I have here is um, story. So here's this. We're like, not going to get into yeah, the story too of, much, but just kind of how we thought of what we thought I of it. it was, Did, I think the first half set up a really good story. And I, this is too agree. much of a spoiler. Um, he says it's four days. Like this is going to take place over four days. It doesn't. And I think that was to its detriment. Yeah. Because you have one day and then the next day everything just finishes. Like mm. it's, it's a two day thing. And I think if they would have milked it more, and you didn't have to go it like super slow, like the first day took a lot longer than the second. Um, but just like show, just like show the second day, just for a second, just like yeah. one, the main part that brings the next step or the next plague or whatever. And then the third one do the same thing, and then the fourth one make that a little longer, yeah, juice it more. And I think that would have been better because it kind of just you had the first day and you're like okay. This is this is intense, and they could have really built off of it. And I feel like he kind of let it fall flat. Yeah, this movie is shorter. It's like an hour forty-five. Yeah, it's not like forty-one. Like it's not long at all. He probably could have milked it for that a bit, though. That that wasn't a thing that bothered me. Um, if anything, I think I was, and maybe that's just because I I did go into this movie going like I don't really want to watch this. I don't mm-hmm. like the director. I think I I was going like this looks like a promising idea, um, but I wasn't. I had my reservations about it. Um, but I think my thing in terms of the story is 
I always look for, and I don't, this isn't necessarily always the case for a psychological thriller, which is what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think most movies, if not all of them, should have some sort of lesson that you take away or a message yeah. to it. This does not have that. See, I was going to ask you, what did you take away from it? Because let me tell you, I took jack shit. Same. <laughs> like, I, I was like, all right, so. There, there wasn't a lesson or any sort of message to be taken away from it. It was kind of just a horrible time and you just watched it. Well, and it also, it felt very, like, well, and he does this in a few movies where it's kind of like, is there some spiritual thing? Signs does it. Um, and yeah. it does it really well. And when we have our next recommendation, I think that's what I'm going to make you watch. Oh, um, it's so good, Brad. It's it's literally Alien watch, Jaws. W- make me um, watch another M. Night movie. Um, but, so good. Isn't that what I want to do? It is. It will be. It's what you have to do. Um, but... You couldn't even pick Unbreakable, which what, like, I haven't seen it. Like, and try don't to want get. To. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be real. No, but you you can't go for like that. It's a superhero thing. Like you love superheroes. If there's ever one to get you back on, okay. You get aliens with a girl from Nim's Island. No, in Signs, you get <sighs> aliens with a girl from Nim's Island. That's what you get. Oh, and um, Walking Phoenix. Mel get. I'm gonna Mel make you or? rewatch the last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> I would kill myself. <laughs> Um, don't kill yourself. No, I this won't. is not an advertisement um, for that. This is not an encouragement for that. Oh, no, no, no. I just hilarious. hate that movie with a burning passion. It's, it's that There's kind, only one movie I hate that more. that kind of movie that would make you go like, I'd, I'd rather just drop a toaster. Yeah, like, I'm I'm good. Um, there's only one movie I hate more than that, um, and that's Stephen King. Uh, but anyways. Wh- which one? The Mist. Oh, right. oh, it's awful. It's fucking horrendous. I, I want to have a whole episode where we watch The Mist and just bitch on it. Actually, I don't want to rewatch it. You can just watch it. I say we do that and <laughs> Avat- the Last Airbender. Fine. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Oh, oh my that'll god, that'll be a bad day for us, but a good episode. Anyways, back back to the point. <laughs> the things we um, do for this show. <laughs> I know. Back to the point, though. Yes. Um, he does that a lot, where it's kind of like there's a spiritual aspect because it's the question of is the apocalypse happening? Is that something that can actually yeah. like be brought? And I think that's. <sighs> I think that's something that maybe he... I mean, I don't know. He probably loves these movies, but I feel like... Because we, again, we grew up on religious stuff, and we we do love religious things in movies, like, because it's interesting to us, but it's at the same time, this didn't, this didn't, like, itch that scratch for me. Like, it pushed the... I feel like it was pushing a narrative of, like, believe in something, but then at the same time, it was like... But this is also really fucked up. So like, maybe not this one. And you're kind of just like, what am I? What's the lesson I'm supposed there, to take th- away from this movie? There really is no lesson. That's why I I left this movie feeling kind of nothing because that you just don't take anything away from it. I think that always, for me at least, that always feels like a um just a just a bad bad storytelling because it's like a. What is it? The um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I also had the same feeling from that um, where I just left it. and I was like, what was the point of this? I think I don't know. There are some movies that are just you just do it for vibes. Well, yeah, well, and, and there are like um, this ain't that, though. Um, yeah, because like there's a like Slice of Life specifically, I think, is like mm-hmm. a perfect example of those because like um, the way way back or Fast Times and Fast Times is I have issues with. But like it's just supposed to be a moment of a few people living a life you see what they're doing and you're kind of just feel maybe a little warm and fuzzy after i would imagine though that like slice of life if there's anything you take away from it it's to like love the everyday yeah which 
And it's just like, that's a small thing, but it is still something that I think a lot of people don't do. Mm-hmm. And like Studio Ghibli does that um, like yeah. all the time. Well, but Studio it, Ghibli also usually has like some under thing. Like, uh, they, like, do, they do, but at the same time, they do have movies where it's just like, just 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 enjoy the mundane enjoy yeah. life enjoy ever enjoy the journey and not the destination and like i think that's that is a good message even if it just it's it's a slice of life and it does it's like a vibe but i think i think i think it's always better to have that than to not and with this it it's ripe for a message yeah. or a lesson and it just doesn't have one so that feels like a just a big downfall for me i yeah i don't like this movie but at the same time I can look at the stuff and I think I was very invested during the whole thing. I was really invested until the end. Yeah. I was like, I like the ending. I'm, I'm going to be straight. I, but I was, but yeah, but I was intrigued the whole time. Like I yeah. even, even like watching it, I was like, I kind of hate how much I'm into this right now because I'm very interested in what's happening. I want to know what's going on. The cinematography is looking great. The acting is phenomenal. The Fucking action's Ron pretty solid. Weasley's in it. Yeah. The action is pretty good. The action's realistic for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, but yeah, I I think we should just kind of go for a rating and then kind of get into our more yeah. specific thoughts on it um, and get into spoilers. What would you rate this? Sliced bread. Sliced bread? Slice, it's okay. It's right in the middle. <sighs> I'm never going to rewatch this. I'm going to tell you that straight up. Yeah, I, I, I think just, that's very isn't... fair. I, I might just have to agree with you and it's just sliced bread. Because like it's not bad. There's a lot of good shit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not that the acting's bad or anything. It's just, it's kind of like the Joker. You don't leave <laughs> feeling great. Yeah, you know, but, like you leave feeling gross. And I think it. You, not every movie is supposed to make you leave feeling great. Some movies are supposed to make you leave feeling gross. But usually, even Joker kind of had a message to it of like society's kind of ridiculous, yeah. and sometimes it needs Society to be broke. Some monsters was and, kind of the thing. Yeah, for that, but this opinion. doesn't have that. It's just kind of like life sucks. Yeah, deal. Like that's the whole <laughs> life thing. Life sucks, then you my, die, like, and it's and it's <laughs> like all right. Cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's my take on it. it yeah. Cause like I I like Dave Batista a lot. Oh, and, he's, and he's really good in this. And I thought Win being a child actress was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I liked the other quote unquote horsemen. Um, I liked the parents. I, there was a lot of interesting things in this. I mm-hmm. just yeah, th- this the movie ending, you have to be able to carry it in the third act, and sometimes you just can't. Nah, this this movie is just sliced bread. Um, so. I don't know. I guess. Would you recommend people watch this? I think if you like thrillers, yes. I think you have to like want to watch a M. Night Shyamalan-esque type of movie, though. Mm -hmm. And you have to like be ready for that, which I think if you go see this, you are. Yeah. Because like this is a specific mood. Mm -hmm. It's doing very well at the moment. Yeah. So I mean, like I'm going to tell my cousin, like it was weird shit, but like Mm -hmm. I liked it. I think he has better movies and I definitely do. I mean, my favorite signs and Sixth Sense. Not After Earth. I haven't seen it. That's the one with uh, Will and Jaden Smith. Oh, God. Oh, he directed that? <laughs> yeah. I have seen that. Yeah. That was not great. I was 13, and I didn't think it was great. That's saying something. No, well, it's um, known for being one of his worst ones. That's fair. 13-year-old me thought uh, How to Eat Fried Worms was a good movie, so, like, that's saying I something. I remember that movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't mean to, like, rip that out. That but... was a fucking blockbuster <laughs> yeah. one. Like, not the term, but, like, going to blockbuster uh-huh. and just seeing it, was it there. Like, st- like, was on Nickelodeon wow. 1, straight-to-DVD type of movies. How to um, Eat Fried Worms. I own that somewhere. What a... Um, Anyways, what let's get into the spoilers. Uh, yeah, so this is this this is the mark. If you haven't seen the movie but you want to go check it out, um, if you don't care, then keep listening. I yeah. don't care. Um, 
it start this this really does isn't anything on the movie. It starts out with the old Universal logo. Yeah, it does. That's which weird. I kind of liked. Um, I like the old logo personally. I think it's fun. I mean, it's it's fair, but I I was also I was very confused. I was like, did I go into did I go into the wrong movie? That's did I go fair. Into one they of are those showing fl- Titanic. That that's the thing. I was like, am I in one of those flashback cinema things? Uh, <laughs> what's uh, what's happening? But then it um, just it starts. Um, and then yeah, I put it root- starts like fast. Like it's like you're there, you're in it. Yeah, it's like you're with the girl catching some for like uh, two seconds, and yeah. then they're like, also Dave then, Batista right there. Dave Batista walks up just looking like a pedophile. I will say, A, a that, yes. But also, B, I will say, so I forgot to mention what it sounded like, his steps, menacing. Yeah. It's just leaves like crunching. He's a big he's, man. He's a fucking tank. Like, whatever they, whatever, and so they catch fireflies with them, or she's catching uh, grasshoppers. grasshoppers, and then they're, they're asking questions off a of daisy together, because he's mm-hmm. trying to figure out who's with her. Yeah. Um, he, He's scoping out his mission, mm-hmm. Um, and she's eight almost she's eight and six days um and then when he gets there i mean even andrew one of the fathers is like this guy's fucking huge like it's yeah. he's a tank of a man and she she opened up to him but she was like Mm-mm. and then she ran which respect <laughs> yeah absolutely she does like say like i don't talk to strangers but then just talks to a stranger yeah um but then yeah i i mean i guess it's fine it it also does t- go into what I was talking about earlier, which is also a note I have here. Dave Batista and the gang don't want to do any of the things they do, and it comes across. Yeah. And it really does. At no point during this film was I, I mean, I was a suspect of them because that's kind of the premise of like, are they, are they being genuine or is it full, are they full of shit because they're targeting them? But at the same time, all of their actions, except for one, does say that they are there they don't want to do any of these things they just have this like religious belief yeah that this has to happen and they hate it too yeah well i my thing with it was i was like i i, I was on team it's not real that that's where i was i was like I, they're just fucking suicidal cultists like i was on like side like i was with andrew the whole way well with it that's the thing like th- i think throughout this movie they paint well, at least for me, I was I was on the side of I think this is re- they're right. They think that this is or it is religious stuff, and that if they don't do this, the world is going to end. And it it ends up being that that's the case. But spoiler, yeah, we're in <laughs> we're in spoiler. You've seen the movie. Yeah. If you have whatever. But like um, until the very end, though, I was like, nah, yeah, bullshit. And I have the note here. Yeah, the father with anger problems, Andrew. Um, is portrayed as wrong like throughout the entire thing but at no point does he do anything that i disagree with yeah no um i i didn't like andrew i don't think you're supposed yeah, to I, I think he's supposed to be painted as morally wrong but at mm-hmm. the same time i would do probably everything that he does in this scenario um and just and like i wouldn't believe them at all either i'd be like bullshit there's gotta well, be something that i don't the know time stamps and all these things and I, that's when i was like okay yeah he's right he's definitely right which mm-hmm. i mean it was the red herring that was the point they were like yeah they were like <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna say the name because he'll run but um the dog the podcast dog just, just perfectly sat directly behind me and it shoved me forward a little bit and it was just fun yeah uh but it's like from the beginning it was a red herring it was it was a really good red herring yes but at the same time i was also just i i think i didn't like the fact that they portrayed him as like the asshole and the one that was wrong when it was like this is what everyone 
I I feel would do in his scenario. Well, and they kind of they kind of pointed out with Eric whenever they're at the bar for a second and they're talking about like what they think their biggest issue is. Yeah. And Eric's like, you have a temper. And it's and not he, scary. And he, and he does. But it's there and it's something that we need to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think they definitely kind of use that to be like, he has a temper. Do you really trust him? Do you really like him? Yeah. You know, they kind of use that to their advantage in the storytelling. And I that was good. But All at that. the same time, you're in this scenario where you have four people telling you something that you don't believe in at all. You are going to feel targeted also by the fact that now you have realized that one of them is the person that attacked you in that bar when mm-hmm. they had that. Um, that, w- that was the thing that was like all their actions speak to the fact that what they are saying is true, mm-hmm. except whenever they he goes, get get his name i bet he's lying and it turns out and dave batiste is like no because it doesn't matter but it's like no it does matter because you want them to believe you so that this goes smoother and so that at least one of you will survive so you're gonna go check it even if yes you run the risk of that being the person that attacked them but at least your actions will show and i know it's kind of a thing of like whatever but at the same time it's like you want them to believe you you got to try the best by saying no we're not doing that just is going to build a wall between them Well, and also um when it comes to uh that i had a really good thought and sorry no you're fine it's not your fault um just left my brain mm-hmm. um when it came to that I, I from the beginning i was like i don't think this is a hate crime but then oh whatever he asked and then uh, the nurse. Um, I don't. I want to say her name. I want to get the character name so I have it in order. Sabrina. Yeah. She's like, did we have the vision before, or after he said word to me and all this stuff? I and I really, was like, there it is. I really there liked that too because it also instilled doubt in them mm-hmm. as well, and it was it leaned more into making the audience now question things as well. But it then quick. It doesn't really lean on that enough. I feel. Yeah. And it just. And I was going like, you gotta get the ID. You gotta show it, whether mm-hmm. it's him or not. And it was. It was yeah. him that attacked him in the bar. Um. It, it, we even see the flashback, and I was like, we don't quite see his face clearly, no. but I'm like, that looks like Ronald Weasley. I didn't know. I'm. I was like, I don't know if he's right about this, because I think. Because my thing is when you're like, just like they were under a lot of stress and da da da, and like they yeah. could have been. I think he could have definitely like bent that truth for himself a little bit to try and make himself feel better yeah absolutely but it's just a maybe that's just a thing of like i I think that but yeah um but let's let's talk about ron weasley's character yes Um, uh redmond or o'bannon yeah so he is the first day's uh sacrifice sacrifice, yeah to start the apocalypse essentially there and the whole premise that they say is we have to do this once a day for four days mm-hmm. if you guys say no yeah to killing one of each other um and it happens and then you see that uh tsunami. I, I, I did really like his performance too whenever they do the sacrifice day he's like i'm fucking scared look at me you better look at me while this happens mm-hmm. like that that's a great performance it on it to me to my soul absolutely uh getting into like each of their deaths we don't see on screen except for sabrina's technically but you kind of you see her get shot, and you also kind of see Dave Batista hit her with the uh, whatever tool. Axe. It, axe it's like thing. an axe thing, but at the same time, it's if you pay attention to that closely, you can really tell that that's just like a dummy. Yeah. Um. But I think, and yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is a personal thing. But I, I didn't like that we pulled away from it, especially that it is an R-rated movie. There is blood. Um. 
kudos on them for using blood but to be honest like the fact that we pan away from it or we just don't see any of the deaths except for sabrina's but even then like the death that from her that we see is a gunshot mm-hmm. which you've seen a thousand times in media so it's not a crazy thing to see um i i think that was points against it it felt very much like you didn't want to actually go that extra distance and make the audience feel this because i think that is if you show that that is going to also show that they care about this so much that they are willing to do it even though Dave i Batista, saw them not showing it as just as powerful maybe i didn't feel that at all i i I did like that Dave Batista threw up after the first one. I yeah, thought that, that was, was good. The, it was good characterization. Yeah. Because you're kind of like, these guys are just insane. Like, that's what the, I was like, these yeah. people are fucking crazy. I, well, I, I didn't. Honestly, like, because of their portray, their, their acting, I, I, was, I was believing them the entire time. I did believe them mm-hmm. the whole time. I just was like, I was thinking there has to be a way out of this. Yeah. And there wasn't. No, from the beginning, I was like, one of them are going to die. And my money was on Andrew. Yeah, that's definitely how they paint it. Yeah, which is, we'll get, we'll get to that in a mm-hmm. second. Um, but so they, after they kill Ron, they show that an earthquake happened. And then. No, yeah, an earthquake and that a, caused a, a, a tsunami. tsunami. And then another one happened that caused an even bigger tsunami mm-hmm. as a chain reaction. Yeah, and, it was like, it was a very small one that hit yeah. Hawaii. And they had warning on it. So yeah. nobody was injured or died. But then. There was one that hit in Oregon, mm-hmm. and there was video of that of like just a a beach full of people I mean, getting dead. Instant. Yeah, um, and you're like, okay, and at that that moment, I was like, no, I still don't believe you because there was a timestamp before us prior, mm-hmm. so like they just knew, and, and I was like, okay, and Andrew can... and Andrew says like, you know, that happened like four hours ago. Yeah, they were they've been they've been checking the watch the whole time, and it's like it's a good argument. I feel. Um, to be like they're checking the time they're trying to make you believe this very much and that's it's all about timing and stuff so i was like that's fair but at the same time it just was it just was their portrayal Mm -hmm. it was like it was how they acted i was like people aren't wouldn't do this they wouldn't there are times when you literally are just standing with this person you're both technically free and nobody's going after the other one it's all a psychological game and it's just kind of crazy I do want to say, I Ron, we, Ron was really good in this. He plays really well. Uh, he talks about how he did some time and then mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But um, I did just want to talk about uh, Dave Batista and all of them. They are the four horsemen of the apocalypse, yeah. but they completely screw up the apocalypse. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, because they make them the opposite of it, what they I, are. Like I've got it unquote, here. Biblically. Uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse it does change within like media because i believe it's like uh they change it when like supernatural or good omens or something like Mm -hmm. that they do it but um from the bible from biblical uh history and i believe the there's a painting of the four horsemen it's uh death famine war and conquest are like the four uh horsemen Mm -hmm. of the apocalypse they changed it to dave batista is guidance the nurse is healing uh adrian is nurturing and ron weasley's vengeance or something yeah Uh, i don't remember what his is it's not vengeance because it's all supposed to be like lessons that they learned from it yeah but um it was or like forgiveness probably uh but it was still just like that's never been what the four horsemen are yeah and kind of just bullshit maybe that's the biblical nerd in me which we had found out with the pale blue eye that (laughs) that exists in me but um i was just like because even with those apocalypse that were happening after they killed them, I was going, 
how does this relate to one of the four yeah. horsemen? I, like the flood happened, the tsunami, and I was like, okay, so there's war, death, famine, and I couldn't remember the fourth one. And maybe that's because it changes so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just going like, it's not war, uh, death, I guess. It would just be death. Uh, it's not famine. And then the next one that happens, we can talk about that. Yeah, um, is the Adrian. Co- Adrian. Um, mm-hmm. she's a lot hate, younger. By the way, she talk. She like goes. She's very like enthusiastic. And as soon as she says that she's the lion cook, I'm the lion cook. I was like, shut up, don't. <laughs> I was like, don't come in here, attack a family, and then just try to be nice and be like, I'm a, I'm a lion cook. I I feel like feeding people is like you mm-hmm. know one of the really like I'm feeling the world. And it's like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing a horrible thing. Yeah, well, and, whether and, you want to or not. Well, and I like. <laughs> I, I like this part specifically whenever she's like, I'm going to be real. I'm next. Yeah, so, I like that. If you guys would help me out and not have me die, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, you're fucking insane. But at the same time, she she reveals that she's a mother and that mm-hmm. she didn't want to bring in her kid uh, to like keep it out of the situation. And that was something that I went bullshit. Yeah. I was like, no, you're not. I don't believe you, but maybe that's just because I straight up didn't like her at the beginning. So mm-hmm. I was just like, no, you're just doing this because you want them to make this choice now. And you're going to die whether you have a son or not. You're going to die next. So I thought it might be true, but I still thought they were all just fucking insane. Yeah. Well, it was true. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and we don't at the end, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they're just like, no, she puts on her white ski mask esque thing mm-hmm. and she's they next. go to town. <laughs> They go to town a few times. Yeah, absolutely. It, and and that was day two. Yeah, that, that was, was the day start two. of day two. And I was like, oh, this is good. I, I'm on the like, mm. edge of my seat. Literally and figuratively right now. <laughs> um, and uh, and then everything happens immediately after. And I yeah. feel like that, again, I feel like that was the drop of the ball. But at the same time, at the same time, I think I do like the fact that the reason it does, I don't like that that's the reason this happens, but I like that they break free mm-hmm. that they they do something instead of just saying no and being tied up they take an initiative and she the when is screaming and going that she wants mm-hmm. a tv show as a distraction they both break free from their restraints and they just fucking fight they grab those weapons and they're they're not trying to win they're just Mm-mm. trying to keep them yeah. away Dave Batista's a fucking beast. Yeah, it's, it'd be hard to yeah. defeat Dave Batista. And, and Andrew goes for the gun. Yes. And I thought the fight between Sabrina and Andrew was well, good. Was, yeah, was really good. That was she, like my favorite she fight. She fucking gets him. Like, Dude, whenever he's reaching for the gun over mm-hmm. the back seat and she's just stabbing, like, get the fuck out. And she also uses the mallet and just like swings on, I the, know. on the knee. Did you see it? It's, it hurt. Like, it looked oh, yeah. like it fucking hurt. Absolutely. Um, And I was just like, oh, fuck, this bitch is insane. And mm-hmm. like, well, that's why I think I was like, fucking crazy um and then he pulls out the gun yeah mistake number one not shooting her immediately (laughs) she already stabbed you and probably broke your fucking leg yeah kill her like i'm gonna be real and that's what happens i could definitely see though that like we see why he gets this gun it ends up being because of o'bannon redman ronald weasley yes um because after he got attacked he then wanted something for safety yeah. so he got a gun which is usually uh i'm not wanting to get into stereotypes but most uh, gay men are usually liberal liberals usually have a thing against guns and all that stuff so it's kind of different but they explain why he yeah. would have this and it makes sense but i can still understand i can still understand why he would still be hesitant to actually kill a person yeah um i mean that's fair but like 
they made it abundantly clear mm-hmm. that they'll torture you or hurt you to get you to do whatever they want. Absolutely. And they and already it, killed two people in front of you. But at the end of the day, he does shoot her. Yeah. She, they get to the house. Well, she runs away at first. Yeah. And then he gets in there and he's like, get back away from Eric, da, 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 to Batista. And then she runs in and Eric just says Andrew. And then all of a sudden you just see a pan and shot. Mm-hmm. Full blank, nothing. Yeah. And then Batista's. No blood from that shot, no. which is definitely a like, there's blood. Yeah. Well, like you kind of saw a little bit and then she just fell. No. <laughs> it was kind of like, oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Dave Batista's like, will you make the ultimate sacrifice? Da, da, da. And they I say think- no. It's it's definitely a story like a plot device thing, but I think you know, it is also like you, you're now you're now paint you want them to try to escape. Once yeah. you put a gun in his hands, you kind of paint yourself into a corner, and so it also is a thing of now she's dead. That's either just going to ruin it or it's going to move the plans mm-hmm. up. So I I I don't hate that that that's it fair. all happened on the same day. It seems it's definitely like that's not what they wanted to happen, uh-huh. but that's what happened. I mean, and that's fair. I just. I don't know. I feel yeah. like the tension would have been better if they made it last longer. Mm-hmm. And we had skipped over what the uh, we had skipped over oh, what the yeah, plague was after Adrian's death. It was a flu virus that was really <laughs> Which deadly. I couldn't help but laugh. At. Yeah, it was really funny because I was like, okay, so they're really just they're dodging COVID hard, but they're still hitting. It. I couldn't help but laugh at that, and it's not a it's not a laughing matter. Even like COVID is not a laughing matter, but it was also just a well at that moment I was like. We've seen how this works. That's not an overnight thing, no. which is what though Adrian does or yeah, Andrew. I mean, Andrew, Andrew says that he um, he's been watching the X9 is what it's called virus for months. Um, and so like that's not a new thing. Yeah, this is just, you know, public news that you have access to. But at, so it's like, I guess it does work. But at the same time, I was like, OK, this is, I think it's very strange to do that stuff, because at the same time, We've now experienced it. Mm-hmm. We know how that stuff is going to happen. Um, so it 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 wouldn't necessarily be like an apocalyptic, just like, okay, all these people died in one, like, well, yeah. all day. It's like, it's more like a lot of people die every day yeah. for well, a month. And they kind of, they kind of, it's like, it's, it's gotten worse. Like, and now it's more spreadable yeah. for kids. They kind of go that route. Mm-hmm. But then you're still like, okay, I still didn't believe him. I was with Andrew. I was yeah. like, no, this, this is still looks like it could be planned. And then... When he kills Sabrina, Sabrina, and the then he stabs happens. her, and he says, "Part of the world has been judged," or whatever. The planes start falling. Yeah, I everywhere. Got, I, uh, I, I've written this. I, it's the quote that Dave Bautista says: "The sky will fall like pieces of broken glass." Mm-hmm. I wrote, "Don't riddle me this. Just say planes." <laughs> um, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that line. I think it's he had said that earlier in the film of just like. Uh, the sky will fall like uh, shards of glass and or something. And then God will light it on fire with his fingertips it, yeah, and stuff or like something. That. And honestly, I was like, cool. I was thinking Chicken, li- chicken Little. Or, <laughs> like type shit. And it's I think, honestly, world, as, as we, we know, know it. it. I think um, I wanted to see that. The fact that it was planes falling out of the sky. scarier, in my opinion. Personally, because if they did the whole like glass, the, the like Chicken Little thing, it would have felt very alien and also felt like they were copying Chicken Little real hard but the planes made it scary i think chicken i mean i was i definitely was thinking chicken little but i think i i've wanted to see that kind of thing in in live action Mm -hmm. because and maybe that's just me it's terrifying to me to see it's cool but terrifying to see the sky break apart like glass yeah um and i think that that's cool and i wanted to see that to see planes it was more of although it is traumatic and devastating 
it's it's not what I was thinking it would That's, be. I, I didn't and know I, what it I, was going to be. And I felt like it was a cop-out to say that, and then it just ended up being planes. I didn't really take it that way. I didn't think about it that way. I was just like, oh, fuck. That's when I was like, damn it. I was wrong. <laughs> Andrew's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And that's why I was like, Andrew. Andrew should be the one to die. Mm-hmm. Um, And because I was like, if he's right, he still should be the one to die. But if he's wrong, he should still be the one to die. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and then and then that's kind of what happens. Yeah. He, Dave Batista just decides, fuck it, this is happening now. And so he decides to move it up on his turn. Yeah. And he, they go outside. Um, well, we're wh- skipping a really good scene. Oh, we are? Whenever they uh, have him in the bathroom. Oh, that's right. So they, uh, so after that, um, and he has a gun and everything, they put Batista in the bathroom. And mm-hmm. he's like, we're fucking getting out of here. And they lock the door and tie it with the rope that they used mm-hmm. on Eric and stuff. And you're like, okay. And then all of a sudden you hear <laughs> this window break. It just the breaks the window. And, you're, and I knew. I knew that man didn't leave that fucking bathroom. It took me a second, but once I, like, I think it was after. He's too big to fit that goddamn window. That's what I was thinking, but it took me until after he shot in the shower for me to go, yeah, he's, that that man's not fitting through that Mm -hmm. tiny ass window. Any of the other ones? Yes. Him? Mm -hmm. No. So I was like, and when he shot, I I was like, am I wrong? Mm -hmm. And then he tackles him through the shower curtain. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that? That bullet hole does not start bleeding until after. Yes, <laughs> which we'll get. Yeah, I was like, that wasn't great. Um, but Mo- most of my uh, concerns with this or critiques are just nitpicking. Yeah, to be honest, and that's which why it says a lot. Yeah, I think that's why it is a good film. It's more like personal preference and just nitpicking. Um, but it it ultimately is a good film. I think I just don't like it. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I I like it. I just I would never rewatch. I'm never gonna buy it. No, I'm, I'm never not. gonna no. rewatch it. Like. Like it's like it's it's like if you want to see it in a Shyamalan movie, yeah, you'll probably like it, but like not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he tackles him, and then they have a tussle, and Batista gets the gun. Yes. That, um, and then he takes them outside, and he's like, "This is happening." Yeah. Now, and he sits out in one of the in one of the deck chairs that I think the one Andrew was in. Mm. Um, no, he sits in the one Eric was in. God, that was good foreshadowing. Um, and uh, he. And, uh, he's and, basically, and when goes off yeah. to the treehouse. When goes off and hides because they're like, well, someone's dying here. You don't need yeah. to see more of that right now. It was never gonna be when. No, <laughs> it was never gonna be when. I think um, it's like if you may if you end up killing the child, it's just like that's fuck. That's like Sophie's choice fucked up. Yeah, you don't do that. Um, <laughs> and so Batista is like, it starts bleeding out of his arm randomly. Uh, <laughs> no, he did that like after he got the gun. Oh, okay, it was like it was as soon as. After the fight was over, after he had gotten out of it, even though there was like a gunshot, waits a moment, uh-huh. and then tackle, and then a fight, and then he gets the guy, all that, then it starts bleeding. And I was like, that's an error, and yeah. it's stupid to point out and make fun of, but at the same time, it's like, this is a movie. It's new. Who cares? Important. It's not a big um, enough yeah. thing to actually critique it for. Um, And then Batista is like, you guys have a few minutes after I'm done, yeah. if you say no, to fix this. And then he kills himself. Mm-hmm. Slits his own Sli- throat. Slits his throat. Well, I that was that I wanted, was good. I wanted to see. I wanted <sighs> to see his face whenever he did it. It was everything I needed. Okay. My imagination is worse. You know. So I, that, and I think that's what he was playing off of. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does that in science as well. Um, and then uh, they go in the house and they're talking and 
you have this really weird spin shot where you kind of you get to see directly at Eric and directly at Andrew yeah. from each other's point of view. And would you say just, it's like the '70s show spin shot? No, no, <laughs> not even close to the same energy. I only just found out about that because you <laughs> no. told me about it. Um, and they're they're talking, and Eric's like, "We have to fix it because a storm's coming," and they can tell like they're right. Yeah, the world shit's is now going getting crazy. like the world's ending. Lightning right now. is hitting almost Fires every are other everywhere. tree. <laughs> like it's like the world is ending. Yeah. And Eric's like, I knew it. I saw it. I saw the figure, the light, da da da. And he's like, and I've made peace with it. You need to be there for our daughter. And that's kind I of the argument that's, that's made. But I think in that scenario, um, I I it just I was left with this quote where it's like, it's easy to die, it's harder to live. Yeah. And with Eric saying like I've made peace with it you need to be the one doing that it felt or maybe and maybe that's just because I was thinking about that quote but I was like you're taking the easy road out man yeah. you don't have to be the one that deals with losing your your husband raise your child alone yeah the trauma that's yeah. going to be you just get to take the easy way out you don't mm-hmm. even have to deal with the trauma of this whole night well, even and, if you and live you also have the whole level of but you also kind of knew like like without thinking like thinking back it was very obvious that it had to be eric why because he was the one that believed he was the levity he was he was the one that didn't have as much of a intellectually possible fight as andrew andrew taught himself how to box he bought a gun he he worked out he he wanted he he knew how to defend himself and i think to some degree eric was like i know that you can protect her and raise and do this better than me, especially after all of this shit she just witnessed. So it made sense. However, comma, I, I wanted Eric to live. <laughs> I have no reason <laughs> I, except. I what. also think it's kind of, I think that's just how the film paints it because yes, I think they paint Andrew as the person that should have died, should have deserved to die because he was wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I could not blame anyone for being wrong about that. Yeah, no, I don't blame him. I was just kind of like, I think Eric should be the one to live. He, I, I don't know, maybe it's because he's more tender. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, in I think maybe what I wanted in that thing. moment was just more of a focus on like them almost being like, well, no, that's kind of an awful thing. But just being like, I don't want to be the one to stick around. And I think I don't, I don't know if I took it as that personally. Like I see like where you can go that route, but I, I really, I took it as this is a hard decision Mm -hmm. and i think he was just like i know you i know you're better suited for this and i and that's that's what i felt and that that's kind of the energy you get a lot of times when this type of thing happens yeah uh and like when yondu dies and very different energy (laughs) but when yondu (laughs) dies it's like he's like i i know what i'm here for and it was to get you here it may have been your father but I'll Uh, always be your daddy no but he wasn't your daddy (laughs) yeah like it's that in that voice i love yondu cried a tear my michael um, rooker but uh, um, but yeah so i guess that's my take is mm-hmm. yeah and then everything um just kind of continues it almost happens like andrew says uh there's a truck that they had that the four of them had mm-hmm. come in on they walk to it get in it uh they go to like a diner gas station kind of thing it, no it looked like a sonic to be yeah. honest and they just they watched everything that happened because i guess they weren't sure if it had worked or not um, it did everything. All the catastrophes and plagues stopped, and it was like the time of um, healing had begun, yeah. and it was all that stuff. But then it 
Yeah, it just kind of, there's a moment with Boogie Nights at the end. Yeah. They, which uh, I didn't like that. Yeah. So he turns on the radio. Andrew in the car, truck turns on the radio. And no, he just Boogie turns on shoes. the car and then yeah. it's like, and it's Boogie blaring. Shoes is playing. Boogie Nights. No, it's Boogie Shoes. Oh, it is? I wanna da da. Oh. Da 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's one of Alyssa's favorite songs. It's the only reason okay. I know. Um, I'm going to be honest. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then he turns it off. Yeah. And then the daughter turns it back on. And then she turns it off. And there's a moment of silence and you feel just sad and mm-hmm. empty and you're like this is awful that's like the worst song to play right now because it's just gonna remind you that you just killed your husband yeah you know and then i was i mean it's it's she's a child but at, yeah. and it's like you can't really blame them for that stuff but at the same time it's like don't don't turn the radio back on. yeah just let it be and then he turns it on yeah and then they just and i think that leave. was the message yeah. of it and it was just kind of because that's what he even said was like you know be a good parent yeah but at the same time i'm like the most unrealistic thing is that those people are going to be happy after or ever be okay again. <laughs> They're going through years upon decades of trauma it therapy. Took what, it took them, what, eight years to get over getting beat in a bar? Oh, my God. You're <laughs> not, not getting over way. this shit. But, like, that's not something you could just bounce back from, you oh, know? No. I'm like, I, I, there's a vision in this of, that we see of Andrew and when once they're older. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not happening. No. <laughs> that's no. not happening. It's, and I mean, maybe like the hope You're both is... going to pee in a padded cell just like <laughs> fucked up from this whole thing. Yeah, this is... Yeah. And yeah. <sighs> it's And that's the end. That's and, the and whole movie. That's the end. And you're just kind of like... I okay. walked out of this in silence. Yeah, I was just like... I texted you and I, I went, well, that was something. I also was kind of like, uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies are, or he is known for having a twist yeah. in the movies. This does not have a twist. If anything, this happens so by like what the everyone is telling yeah. you is going to happen, except Andrew. Well, maybe the twist is that they were all right. I think the twist is that he is that he didn't do a twist. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's that fair. was him just going like, I'm done with this trope that I do and whatever. And people don't even seem to like it. So I'm not going to do it. I don't know if that made this movie better or not, but I, I definitely was, I was shaken by it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, cause I was thinking, I'm like, where's the twist going to be? It would have been interesting if they all faked it. I was, yeah. Cause my first thought was, is this a attack that, on that? That's what guys? I thought the like, twist was going to be that they all like, faked the death. Fucked up. If they mm-hmm. made him kill him, then actually, and it was we're targeted. All alive. This I've is the, like, this is the most extreme shit. case of homophobia. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Um, well, and I, and like, cause even Ron is like, didn't know you were guys. That was, that was a surprise. And I was just like, mm, that doesn't feel real. Yeah. And he, I mean, he definitely was homophobic whenever yeah. he attacked him in the bar, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. This, it is whole what mo- it is. this whole movie was crazy. Yeah. And it's just sliced bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to agree. Uh, but with that, honestly, oh, I I'm just, sorry. no, it's just like you, you're fine. I just am like, I can only give it sliced bread because it's a good film. Yeah, It's a good movie. It's just not ours. Yeah. You and know? like, honestly, if it was, if it was, if it wasn't as good as it is, if all the complaints weren't just nitpicky and personal mm-hmm. thing, I would give it a much lower yeah. rating, but I have to give it just sliced bread because it's like, it, it's good. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't disagree. Yeah. If you, it's wild that we both just like on the same level of like didn't like it good yeah, film didn't like it yeah uh and so he's like to reach out to us <laughs> oh rusty oh buddy right on me man just so you guys know Rusty just farted on me thanks man um anyways 
if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, if you could please rate the show, uh, give it, leave us a review. That would be very helpful. That helps us get seen by more people, uh, gets just more eyes on it, uh, and helps us out. But if you would like to reach out to us, you can do that at back to the point 21 at gmail.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter, um, uh, at back to the point. We are on TikTok on at, at back to the point pod. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can do that. Uh, I am at bombastic Brad one. You are plutonic Seth on Instagram. Like, Just the, planet. like the planet. <laughs> We're keeping Seth proud. Seth proud. Ha ha. Well, no, <laughs> Gus proud. Oh shit. Uh, oh, fuck damn, this. Fuck our Gus reference. Oh, well, Oh um, well. Um, but with that, we will leave you to be continued with the before trilogy. See you next time.